1: Accelerating, Accelerating your,
2: fandom, your this
0: fandom, this is Flash, Flash TV Talk. TV Talk. Three, two, one. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to revisiting the classic
2: 90s series, The Flash. I'm Beau. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how are you doing tonight? Well, Cedar season here in texas is <laughs> kicking up and i am already suffering
0: oh yeah this is a thing
2: uh, you, I'm, you, I'm you so here's the deal right um you either get cedar fever immediately upon moving here two years after moving here seven years after moving here or you never get it at all
0: i don't know what this is i, I assumed like this was some sort of pun for people putting up christmas trees but cedar fever is a thing
2: yeah it, it's cedar pollen in the air and it just it just wreaks havoc so I, i've never been had like allergies to anything like you know getting, you know, food allergies, plant allergies, you know, all that kind of never had that in Mississippi. I moved here first seven years, nothing. And then the seventh year I was here, I just woke up one morning and I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. I thought I had the wow. flu. Um, it was awful. And then I went to my doctor and they're like, yeah, it's Cedar fever.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, no, this has not happened to me, but Bell, I've been locked up in my house for like almost a year at this point. So
2: it doesn't I'm, matter. These really? things look, look, this stuff, um uh you know not even star Labs security could keep it out wait hold on wait wait hang on, on that's, that's, that's a bad.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the air it's very small and it just comes in everywhere so like being indoors unless you're in a hermetically sealed environment you will be exposed to it
0: it turns your house into star labs is what you're saying yes or at least your immune system into star labs yes okay now that's not something any of us need right now but man i uh, i hope you'll uh Hope you'll be feeling uh, feeling feeling uh, feeling feelin healthy and feeling good because man, we got some some good healthy fun here on the horizon over at Flash TV Talk. Of course, it is that time of year again for Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas call and extravaganza. But we are doing things way different than we've done in years past. Now, for folks that have just tuned in for this podcast for the uh, '90s retrospectives, who are not familiar with us or what we do, before all that, welcome. Uh, we do this thing every year called grandma Esther's eggnog and Deuce Christmas call and extravaganza, uh, dedicated to grandma Esther West and her amazing eggnog that will knock you out after one sip. Uh, that is the kind of thing that needs to be celebrated every single year. And it's something that we have done with a call in show, uh, during our CW, uh, flash reviews. However, this year we, we, you know, we felt like you know, we felt a little far away from grandma Esther. To be honest, it's, it's been a, been a while <laughs> she's quarantining. And- she's quarantining she's, she's in deep quarantine <laughs> deep I, i'm pretty sure she's dead bell so i'm pretty sure she's been dead for several <laughs> years but but it, but maybe not maybe grandma esther was quarantining the entire time which is just amazing if, if that's the case i'm still waiting for that grandma esther prequel we hear all of these new like cw in universe uh spinoffs and everything where's the grandma
2: esther's prequel to the flash that's what i want to know cw i mean at the very least the legends should be able to go back in time and like visit her and then she should come on as a
0: fan favorite and then take over the ship. And then it's just the Grandma Esther show. And that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be the next TV talk, Mel. That would be... En- Grandma <laughs> Esther TV talk. <laughs> be Absolutely. Well, no. All right. Look, we, uh, we're we doing something fun. We're having a uh, kind of a holiday party, encouraging everybody to call in. There will be fun. There will be games. There'll be chatting. they will be hanging out. We'll be speculating about uh, anything from the Mandalorian to the uh, the Snyder cut to you know whatever y'all want to talk about. We'll be talking... Flash, of course, and uh, and having some good times, maybe some trivia in the mix. And uh, it'll be it'll be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and we hope that you are too. Make your plans to be there. Uh, you can join us on Saturday the 19th. That's Saturday, December 19th. Uh, next Saturday, actually, or I guess the, the following Saturday. Uh, Grandma Esther's will be at 6.30 Central Time. So I'll leave it to you to do the time travel working out for all of your various time zones. But 6.30 on Saturday, 19th, December 19th. Uh, We would love to have you join us and be part of it. Uh, Details will be going out across our social medias and pinned to the top uh, to make sure that you all get them. But uh, but yeah, uh, so stay tuned for that, and that'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, Bell, we have got quite the episode to dive into this week as we go retrospectively back to Earth 90, as we have been doing for the last several weeks. Are you ready to dive into this one? I am. All right, man, let's get into it. Let's jump into the rundown.
1: The, the rundown. rundown.
0: Episode five of season one, Double Vision, directed by Gus Turconis, and eh, written by.
2: What did I say? <laughs> uh,
0: you said Turconis. I think it's does it Turconis. It's it's like Harry Potter, right?
2: Did we make that joke last week? I think so, but it's a good one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Are you hearing double? Hey-oh. Directed by Gus Gus Tricotas and written by
2: jim trombetta bell what happened to this episode well barry attempts to foil the kidnapping of paloma aguilar daughter of dea agent peter paul aguilar who is scheduled to testify against drug lord ruben calderon however calderon's enforcer marcos trackman utilizes a potentially fatal advanced microscopic device to control barry's nervous system and force him to help them kidnap paloma before tina manages to jam the device's signal Barry and Tina then race against time to prevent a brainwashed Paloma from murdering her father while under Trackman's control, and once he's defeated, he agrees to testify against Calderon, leading to Calderon's conviction.
0: (laughs) Alright, Belle, one of the things I am picking up on, I mean, we're five episodes in here, and there's, there's some consistency I am seeing in the way that these stories are structured. Uh, specifically in the density, 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 density that exists in this like jam-packed characters, backstories, development, like like all of these details, details, details. Like I, you don't get TV like this anymore.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? I mean, like the, I've been talking about this the whole season. Just you know the the episodes have these really like thick storylines in them, and it's and it's really neat. And I mean, like it is, it, you know, there, there's
0: some of that that is par for the course for the era um you know oftentimes i think about like you know s- sitcoms in particular in particular right like the you know the multi-camera situation and they're on the on the the stage the sound stage and it's like oh hey so and so who's like a dear family friend who six seasons in we've never met before this day you know what i mean like that's that was like a trope back in the day
2: yeah and like you know characters going upstairs and never coming back down again that's a whole
0: nother thing <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> the exploration of the forgotten children of the television could be an entire podcast unto itself, (laughs) but no, you know, I mean like that, there is, there is that whole, you know, like, you know, Oh, hi, ha ha ha. Yes. It's uh, uncle Bill who, you know, comes over every Thursday, except not for the last, you know, three years for whatever reason, but, but he's back from his three year sabbatical and, and we love him so much and have this deep, deep connection. So don't be surprised when he dies five seconds from now. Like (laughs) that was, that was like a thing. And so, you know, what I love about The Flash is rather than the kind of campy nature of kind of throwawayness, because we're in the first season, it doesn't feel like any kind of relationship or dynamic is forced, right? Like we are getting introduced to people from Barry's past. We're getting introduced from to people from Barry's present. We're getting introduced to, uh, you know, the, the communities of C- Central City and everything feels rel- relatively organic. But even beyond that it also feels very fleshed out. The density that exists in these episodes really kind of give the sense in which it's a lived-in world, a world in which uh, it is populated by characters and characters with history. And I got to tell you, it, it, it makes it kind of like a, um, you know, kind of like writing a, a paper for... <laughs> What's the thing you have to do for university, Bell Bell University, uh, when you write a Research papers? Yeah, it's like a research paper every single week in this episode. Like, okay, this person's related to this person who's connected to this person, but they're not related, and they don't like this person who has a tangential connection to this other person who wants to kill this guy, but he's hiring this other guy that we haven't met until this episode to do it, who is related to this guy and has a whole thing with this girl, and also Tina and Barry still not dating in this
2: episode. I mean... It, it, it seems like Tina thinks they're dating, and it seems oh, like that's Barry a whole doesn't. Other thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you no, know, yeah, the, density, density,
0: density. That's not that was my point that I was trying to land on.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, but it, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's not like there's, there's not like huge swaths of exposition, right? Like the the these the density is unpacked organically. I feel yes, yeah, uh, and and it, and it's one of those where it's like you know a second viewing might reveal something we're like oh okay that's cool but like not knowing that from the first viewing doesn't doesn't really detract from the episode you know it's it's nice it's it's really like because you know you hate that where it's like you were saying earlier oh yeah this is uncle bob he's in town now and we all love him and or, or like yes this was this thing and here's 15 minutes of exposition while i explain to the audience you know what's going on or you know the classic one where it's like oh um I mentioned some technical term and then the other characters are like, "Oh, do you mean this 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 and this?" and it's like, "Of course, of, you you knew that. You you're a scientist as well." It's like <laughs> audiences can infer things from context clues. Like right, you don't have exactly. to spell everything out. And I, I just feel like maybe it's I don't know, maybe 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 it's a it's a it's a modern TV thing, but um they think we're stupid these days. Back then they didn't think we were stupid. I, I guess. I mean, at least as far as following plots and like different technical terms and things like that are concerned, because you see that everywhere now where it's like characters explain these things that they should know. And so it, it takes me out of and it And after personally. the
0: commercial break, too, which is the most infuriating thing in modern television, because like most of us go back and binge watch with no television or rather with no uh, with no commercials. And like every single break, it's like, let's restate the entire plot of this episode so that we know exactly where we are at this point in time.
2: <laughs> oh, that is the, that is the most jarring thing when you're watching a show with no commercials and I can't like, stand that. You, yeah. you can see where the commercial break comes in and then it comes back and they just restate what happened, like the, the five minutes before the commercial break. Yeah. No, this because,
0: is why these streaming service series are killing it versus, you know, in terms of quality is because they're not they're not trying to like spoon feed story to people. They, they do it once, you know, all the way through. And not breaking it up for an antiquated, you know, monetization system, but that's that's a whole other thing. Anyway, yes, yes, Bell, you're exactly right. They they these days they they spoon feed it to us. But here's the thing: I, I kind of am stupid, and I do benefit from that spoon fed <laughs> nature. I, I I realize this. I you know, it's sort of things. I hate that they're treating me like this, but at the same time, I recognize that I kind of need it, or at least I mildly, you know,
2: appreciate it from a
0: note taking standpoint.
2: <laughs> but you know, it's it's like if, if they're explaining. Um I don't know, it, like in the you know CSI shows or different things like that, where they're talking about X Y Z thing. You can explain it through context clues. You don't have to spell everything out to the letter. It's it's just so it's so it's so weird to hear a character talking to another character who are in the same field or an adjacent field and and who should have this knowledge, you know, reciting the the dictionary definition of what that thing is that they're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. But um, but one of the things, man, is this. This show, uh, you know, it it's it's willing to 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 you know kind of provide a lot of those context clues as you go about go about the uh, the storyline, and you know the characters they've introduced throughout the way uh, I feel are are really strong. Um, one of the other things that I have noticed uh, five episodes in that we get is this weird combination of like campy hijinks and campy like over the topness, especially with some of these villains mixed in with like very real world terrifying stakes right like like she talks about the bad guy butchering her mom like that's not and her brother yeah that's not like a uh you know oh zapped him to the fourth dimension like no that's that's horrible
2: that is horrible (laughs) yeah like the dragon ball z treatment of yeah no her, her mother and her brother were sent to another dimension they're fine they're just yeah, fine. in another dimension <laughs> no, no 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 they were cut to pieces and they are dead yeah yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's butchered. what, that's what the, she said yeah, butchered that's, butchered that's crazy yeah and that's what the stakes are for her and her father you know should this guy not uh uh should should um um should not marcos um trackman uh Peter uh Peter Oh Aguilar. no yeah Peter yeah 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 Peter Aguilar should he not testify like that's the stakes this guy is out there and he is a murderer and he is a bad it's not just you know oh he's just a drug lord blah blah, blah like 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 this sort of just just loose bad guy kind of thing it's like no 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 he is a he he's bad like he bad yeah, yeah he bad you know. <laughs> he bad uh,
0: this is true um man uh, bringing in you know in order to do the the job he brings in uh Marcus Trackman all right So let's talk about Marcos Trackman here. First of all, I love the idea that The Flash, a running superhero, goes up against Trackman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't didn't pick up on that. (laughs) I don't know if that was a reach or
0: intentional, but I saw that, and I thought that was pretty great. Uh, Trackman, man, I'm I'm getting some pretty strong thinker vibes from this dude. I mean, aesthetically, of course, because he's got the things on his face and whatnot, but what do you
2: think? No, my mind was elsewhere, uh, and I I think it's kind of interesting that we are watching this episode which is very cyberpunky to me right like they got the Nintendo mm-hmm. power glove that's mm-hmm. like been modified and the crazy goggles that he can like you know see stuff and he's obviously got uh cybernetic enhancements and then tomorrow cyberpunk 2077 is coming out like you know right this yeah. big huge cyberpunk world and uh, I don't know I really like cyberpunk and so I've been thinking about that game and um you know seeing this dude I was like that's kind of weird that you know i'm watching this episode the day before cyberpunk comes out <laughs> right right but I, I i didn't get thinker vibes um the, really the only character i got thinker vibes from was um uh tina's ex well not ex, You're tina's talking about the dude turned husband. into
0: the not the hulk
2: no, no 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 tina's husband like tina tina's husband oh, injected right, his right, brain right, with right, stuff right. and like it killed him or whatever like that that's that's kind of like the 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 breadcrumbs for the thinker that i picked up this guy's more like of a cyberpunk sort of like you know because cyberpunk was huge in the 90s man it was like this thing uh in in fact there's a video going around the internet now of uh the girl from um that dance movie
0: uh i i, I know this not that what which dance movie there's a lot of dance movies <laughs> oh gosh I
2: dance wish I could movie remember. from the 90s uh, n- uh yeah yeah no uh uh, uh step up what, what's what's the what's the actress's name in that step up to the streets step it's not the one with Shannon tatum step up three the the,
0: the steppening. step to malu my darling steppenwolf yeah the snyder cut release the snyder cut of step up Four. <laughs> steppenwolf <laughs> That's-
2: yeah but uh she was playing this character and she has she goes on this like you know tangent about like what do you know about hacking i you know have surfed the interwebs with the best of and like it's but but it's this actress and she's she's really young it's like on the ghostwriter show gosh why is i'm it's killing me that i can't remember her name
0: no i mean what you just said it, it sounds similar i mean like that was a thing like i do remember in like all the movies had like the hacker character who's like you know what was what was the one where like the weird nerdy kid like blew some gum into his phone he's like now you've got free internet for life or something like that
2: oh no no, no. i was uh, uh that's actually based on a, on a true thing there was a captain crunch whistle that came in uh captain crunch boxes and it produced a uh because those uh pay phones, they work on like when you push a button it sends a you know a frequency right on the phone and so sure. when you blew that whistle in there it, it was the same frequency as uh, of you like it's either the long distance code or the same frequency that's generated when you do something, and it'll basically give you free long distance so you could you could you know dial your number, blow the whistle into the phone, and the call would connect without without having to pay for it. I
0: still think it was kind of lame in the movie, but okay, great, great,
2: but One that form. yeah, that's a that's that was a real thing like and they they stopped selling those, and of course, they're no pay friends anymore, so you can't find them but yeah and and you know they <laughs> I remember like the cover to Wired magazine, where it's like this is the future, and it shows this guy, and he's got all these like, you know, like he's got a computer on his on his waistband. He's got like, you know, uh, it looks like a uh, the Google Glass, but like '90s version. So like, it's a huge screen thing, and like a radio antenna coming out of his backpack. It's it, you know, the '90s was was like cy- like cyberpunk and like the the World Wide Web and like all this new stuff was just everywhere, and everybody was like, you know all happy about it and i guess the flash was like
0: we gotta we gotta do that we too <laughs> gotta get in on this yeah no, that's right no i mean I, I will say this he was very uh he was very campy and and over the top but but at the same time i thought he was a really good villain i mean it was a, a fascinating scenario for the flash to go up against like the notion of him kind of having these horrific blackout moments and there's even that one about midway through where he says to tina like I, i've lost eight hours and there's this horrifying thought that, like, what can the Flash accomplish in eight hours? You right. know what I mean? Like, 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 literally the world could be destroyed in that amount of time.
2: Yeah, like, he calls Tina and he's like, I've lost eight hours. And then he looks outside and, like, the entire world's on fire. And he's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, that,
0: that, was, <laughs> that, that was me. My bad, guys. I don't remember that. But that's that's why, that's and, why the Flash doesn't drink.
2: And it's, it's kind of funny uh, because I sort of expected a uh, Young Justice moment of them, like, you know, revealing who the Flash is, which they didn't care about at all. And Ooh, then pulling yeah. his mask off and being like, "I have no idea who this is." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. would have been
0: great. <laughs> uh, no, man, but uh, but no, I, I did. I thought that uh, Trackman was actually a a pretty good pretty good villain for him to go up against. I liked I liked the way they tricked him into this kind of situation as well. Um, you know, I have a feeling that. For, for I mean, this is this is a challenge that anybody that's kind of tackling the Flash and, and media, and I mean, in the comics as well, has to kind of overcome, which is when you're dealing with somebody who has kind of like this godlike ability, y- you gotta get clever, right? Like like at times, even the CW Flash has not done this very well, and we've criticized them when that's the case. There was the whole like, oh Barry, cross the streams between Heatwave and Captain Cold. It's like, or go dodge him and punch him in the face. Like not that hard <laughs> like you you got this right
2: yeah here
0: I, here I feel like they're doing a good job they're scrambling him they get him from the from behind on top of that you know he is still fairly new to the to the scene and everything I, i'm i'm digging it i think it works
2: yeah julia styles that's the oh. uh the actress it was julia styles and julia uh, styles was in step up Four: steppenwolf's revenge revenge yeah was straight to dvd she you know she needed to pay out some debt and you know she
0: did the cgi didn't she <laughs> she was she was in the the bodysuit.
2: Yeah, but see the, the, that's why they need to release the Snyder cut. Anyway, <laughs> no, have you have you seen Steppenwolf now? He's like a lot spikier. Yeah, oh, cause uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. But no, it's Julia Styles. Uh she was in a ghostwriter episode where she's taking over the school newspaper and one of the little one of the other like girls tried to write a um uh an article about cyberpunk or something like that and she goes on the cyberpunk rant. It's hilarious. So you should watch that, find out on YouTube. It's, it's, if you like cyberpunk and you like the nineties, then that's right up your alley. Sorry. You, I don't mean to,
0: I, I I feel like I need to like correct myself real quick. Cause I, I thought, I thought step up three, the stepening was a great idea for a name, but apparently there actually was a step up three. It was step up 3D.
2: <laughs> what it? What step,
0: <laughs> step up 3D. Of course it was.
2: <laughs> of course it was 3D. Of course it was 3D. I, it, it, what year?
0: 2010. I didn't need to even look that up. I could have told you that without looking it up. Yeah. I mean, 2010. The
2: Step only 3D. the only 3D movie that I've watched that um, I I think the 3D worked in like it, it was it was it was a, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas um, and I didn't I didn't watch it in 3D but like you could tell when there were 3D moments right and they sure. were obviously done because 3D is a gimmick and they realized that and they went with it and I think that's the best way to utilize 3D as a gimmick to sort of break the fourth wall at your audience.
0: Wait, there was a Step Up 4 too? Hang on, my entire bit is ruined. The Step Up, but it wasn't called Step Up 4, although in some countries it was called Step Up 4 Miami Heat. It was Step Up Revolution. Hang on, is Step Up like the Fast
2: and the Furious franchise of the dancing movie scene? I was going to say the Dark Forces franchise of the dance movie scene. Because it's Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, (laughs) Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, 2 Jedi Outcast, and then it's like Jedi Knight, yeah (laughs) the the dark forces game trailer or not trilogy quadrilla whatever it is is also uh one that is very hard to follow and it has a bunch of names there was a step up five (laughs) 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 are, are these are these done by the
0: same people no wait hang on hang on step up all in in 2014 step up all in i i you know what i i feel bad i was i was making a joke about a franchise i thought was dead and i mean like granted i don't think i'm scared to google search step up six this is a tangent <laughs> like, like this is this is an unfortunate tangent but hang on we have to see this through real quick
2: so just just so you're aware save the last dance is the one with julia styles in it step up is the one with channing tatum in it there was a step up six how many Bell, there was how... a step up six It was called
0: Step Up Year of the Dance, and it was last year. (laughs) Oh, wow. You know what? The Step Up franchise is the reason we have 2020. You know what? I'm going to put it on the Step Up franchise.
2: This shouldn't happen. I'm seeing five. I'm seeing Step Up, Step Up to the Streets, Step Up 3D, Step Up Revolution, and Step Up All In.
0: That was five. Step Up Year of the Dance is Step Up 6. Step up you're the dance. Wow. Step up you're the dance. 20, 2019. Toronto There's
2: going to be musical. a seven. That would do, the, what? 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 What are you serious?
0: Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You're lying to me. Why? Why why is that auto-populating in Google?
2: Wait, wait. There will be a step No Bell. Step up, step up. So Step Up China, aka Step Up Six with an all-Chinese cast. Okay. Um, that's in 2016. So that
0: was Year of the No no no. What are we looking at here? Because Step Up. I'm seeing step up year of the dance in 2019. Okay. You know what? We need to, um,
2: we need to get back on the flash. (laughs)
0: We need to get back to year of the
2: dance. I don't, is is, it, is it related? It's step up six. Yeah. I'm telling you. And then, and you're right.
0: There is, there is uh, a step up seven, apparently contracted. This is amazing. Step up, step up seven.
2: That's Uh, so interesting to go from like a bit to finding out that your bit is, is, is kind of real. (laughs) in a
0: a terrifying way (laughs) all right man we got to get back on track we got to get way back on track. we got way off man we stepped up all the way out of here and we (laughs) need to step up back to this episode and uh, again i am a i i I just want to apologize to uh to the fans of that franchise which can definitely carry its weight apparently so that's on me i mean hey look you know if uh, it makes
2: money studios are going to keep doing it so it clearly makes money
0: it clearly does. And if you're a step up stand out there and I, I did you wrong in this bit, then, um, yeah, let me know. That's, that's, that's on me. That is 100% on me. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yes, this episode here of, uh, of the flesh, every single, uh, episode, man, I know who was stepping up and that is our boy, John Wesley ship. Man, I thought about it this episode as he was cleaning up the, the, the shop, the magic shop, and how, like, you know, like they, they made him do this. Like he had to do chores all the time on this show. <laughs> And that was their special effects. Like they were like, yeah, just make us all dinner. Yeah, make us all lunch. Yeah, clean up this room. Yeah, clean up this Eat mess. this bowl and of cereal. He, he had to do it <laughs> right. And it's great because, like you know, they speed up the track and everything else, and like you know, everybody at home's like, "Oh, the Flash! He does it in like no time. Wouldn't that be nice?" And then John Wesley Ship is on set doing it all in that heavy costume. Like, yeah, it would
2: be nice. I, I, <laughs> I wonder. Oh works. man, this this would have been a great question to ask uh, John Wesley Ship when we had him on the show. Whether or not, like, depending on the, the like this the, the scene you're talking about where he's cleaning up the uh, like the relic shop and stuff, if that was him or if that was like a body double or an extra wearing the suit and doing it.
0: Oh my goodness! I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. We could we could actually tweet him and and we could get that that answered pretty, you know pretty quickly. Let's do that. Let's, let's let's be sure to make a note and and get that uh, cleared. Because I, I I I have a feeling it was him. I mean, granted, he surely had a body double, but I, I have a feeling they made him. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I thought uh, I did I did think about that when he was he was cleaning up the shop. Uh, what what'd you think he was? Uh, you know, obviously we've talked about the fact that we we're dealing with uh, an older. Uh, flash than than gustin's flash kind of a, a more mature take on barry allen uh in this situation he has dealt with he's got kind of a, a young young uh, uh, uh love interest i mean he's not interested in her but she certainly is batting eyes at him yeah. uh, i thought he i thought he handled that really really well especially for an era that wasn't really known for handling those situations
3: very well
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know i mean what do you what do you what do, you, what, do you, what are you gonna do I'd I take the Barry Allen
0: route. I thought, did, I thought he did a really, really good job of that. In fact, actually, you know, one of the things I thought about throughout this episode and kind of what we've seen uh, as a whole is that, you know, like the flashes, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of kind of like, you know, uh, kind of social statements that are being made throughout the course of this, you know, 1990 television series that are still kind of relevant today. And, you know, sometimes it misses the mark. Sometimes it's it's spot on. And so it's really interesting to uh, to kind of go back and watch trying to put yourself in the mindset of like a 1990s uh, viewer, but also, you know, doing so through the lens of history and, and seeing it from from the perspective that we have.
2: Yeah, you know, you're right about the, the social commentary and things that they're doing on here. And part of me is like, that's awesome. I'm so glad they, they were talking about this stuff back then. And then part of me is like, that was 30 years ago. 30 years. 30 ago. years ago and why like why 30 years is a long time for these sorts of issues to you know be talked about at a level and dealt with at a level that we shouldn't have them anymore <laughs> so like it's crazy. part of me yeah. part of me is like super happy that we were talking about that in the 90s and then the other part of me is like why weren't the, the adults in the 90s like you know making efforts and strides to do these things and work on these you want to know w- why you want to know i'll tell you why bell why they weren't watching the flash
3: Hey-o.
0: and they didn't know how to step up, <laughs> step up 2020. The last dance. Uh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, we, we got a lot of, um, uh, villain hijinks in this. What, what did you think of track man though? I, I feel like I kind of got us off on that <laughs> earlier, but I, I really do kind of want to know, you know, last week we got with the kind of the assortment of rogues, assortment of villains, um, kind of different, almost kind of pseudo takes on comic book-esque villains, if not necessarily directly derived from comic book characters. Here, that's kind of the case with uh, Trackman. Uh, but what, what did you think, man? What, did you think he was a, a good foil for uh,
3: for beer? I mean,
2: again, I, I, I'm a huge fan of cyberpunk, and this guy was like 90s cyberpunk personified. The, the special glasses to see stuff, the Nintendo Power Glove that's been modified um like it was it was great and, and and the ability that he had like you know that to control barry and make him black out and stuff like that is is really neat and like it also gave barry some really cool fever mm-hmm. dreams right where he's like you know a puppet marionette and like everybody's laughing at him and stuff like that's that's terrifying
0: <laughs> yeah the the pixelated view screen too where everything's kind of distorted yeah like
2: it was it was really that's that's sort of an interesting kind of thing where it's like um and, and they go, like, it's interesting that they, I, I'm kind of surprised just behind this way that the, the way this show does this, they didn't talk about, like, you know, the corpus. I mean, they, 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 they mentioned it a bit about how the hemispheres of the brain can communicate and stuff like that. And, like, that's a, that's a, there, there's a treatment in, um, in epilepsy where you sever the part of the brain that connects the two hemispheres together called the corpus callosum. And, um, when you do that, it helps uh people with seizures because like there it, it prevents you know misfires from one side going over to the other side and stuff I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it works but it works and um the, the thing that barry was doing where he was trying to like see out of one eye and do something with the other hand uh is is a real kind of thing that can happen with those sorts of uh, uh surgeries and stuff And there's also this thing called alien hand syndrome which i won't get into but it's really neat um what yeah you can get alien hands? alien hand syndrome yeah it, it's like where when you sever the corpus callosum uh, there's weird stuff that happens. Like people will be eating cereal and their other hand will knock the spoon out of their hand. There've been uh-huh. people who've woken up with like their other hand trying to like choke them and like weird stuff like that. Alien hand syndrome. Look it up. Um, okay. Huh. But yeah, they going into that and like the fact that, 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 that they're, you know, hinting at this sciencey stuff without like spelling out everything. I thought was pretty neat because that, that feels like a, like a little cookie, a little, a little, you know, Easter egg for me and uh, no one else <laughs> because no one else cares about <laughs> corpus callosum surgery and alien hand syndrome but you know what i don't care i i like trackman i like the cyberpunk aesthetic um the 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 tech you know the the um implants that he had looked cool and they looked functional right because you can like slide the glasses on top of them and then you know yeah. yeah like it i don't know i i dug it i thought it was really cool and you know for a guy who doesn't have superpowers what's the best way to protect yourself from the flash well mind control him.
0: <laughs> it there works. You there you go. And and you know, definitely rocking the, uh, you know, the the VR before it was cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I dig it. I absolutely dig it. No, you're right. He, he did make for a, a good kind of convincing uh, uh, villain and, and definitely somebody who was kind of leaning into that that, that time period and uh, what was on people's minds. All right, let's talk about the ships, man, because you already made mention of, uh, you know, of one, but I, I want to talk about the relationship that I find is like, like the central driving force, force of this entire show.
2: And that's got to be John Wesley shipping his dog.
0: No, although, you know what? That might that's you know, I wish that was what I was going to say. That's really good. That's really good. Uh. By the way, you can't feed dogs that that kind of food. That's not good for them. No, man, that's not the one that's uh, the central to the show. I'm talking about Julio and Sabrina, man. Things are getting hot and heavy with them, and I feel like every single like second we get an update on Julio's love life, it cuts to plot real quick. Well, I mean, <sighs> you know where's sabrina man i know she's not a teenage witch so she's not just like poofing around she like where is sabrina? we we saw her once uh she is played by the amazing gloria rubin where is
2: gloria rubin where is sabrina hashtag where is sabrina are, are we uh is this going to be our our, our where's McSnurdle?
0: Yeah, this is going to be our our, our get get uh, Sabrina back on the show campaign that we are going to start 30 years later on <laughs> a platform that no one knew would exist. That, that's what's happening, man. We are going to get Sabrina back. That's what we're going to do. Sabri- get Sabrina back. Hashtag get Sabrina back. Uh, hashtag where is Sabrina? Hashtag uh, uh, Gloria Rubin, who, by the way, is is doing like she's, she's had a lot of roles. She She's had a, a very, very full career since the flash. Really? <laughs> Yeah, up until 2020, when apparently nobody was doing anything. I don't nobody, know nobody had has roles
2: in 2020? <laughs> Do tell. I wonder why. There must be some crazy right. explanation for that.
0: No, she was a series regular on Mister Roboto. Uh, she went. I don't Mr. know Mister Roboto or Mister well.
2: Robot. Mister Robot. Okay. okay. I, <laughs> I was um, like, was, was this was this an attempt in the seventies after the popularity, of, or not seventies, the eighties <laughs> after the popularity of the uh, Mister Roboto song to like make a TV show that's vaguely similar to the current Mister Robot show?
0: I, I I don't I doubt it. Uh, no, she's on that. She's on Cloak and Dagger. Uh, which I have not seen actually. I need to see that at some point. Yes. Like. But I um do. You, you know what she's not on, Belle. Um, um, I don't know. She's not on this episode. Uh but here's the thing. <laughs> yes. So more more Sabrina. Let's let's give Julio a chance. I mean, because we gotta let's see more Julio like really
2: we gotta see more of her weird friends that she tries to introduce to Barry. That's that you know what
0: that actually that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah. But no, Barry and uh and Tina, of course, is kind of the uh, you know, there's there the will they won't they couple, right? Um, and it's still questionable in terms of what exactly is Barry's relationship status. I have a I have a feeling, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know better, because you have seen some episodes in this that I have not seen. Did we just forget about Iris? Like, is she is she the cousin that went upstairs and stopped coming back? <laughs> you know? Uh,
2: yeah, she's the Brady kid who went upstairs and never came down, or whatever it was. Uh, the cousin, wow. cousin Arlo, I think wow. it is something like that. I don't know.
0: Um, okay. I, they broke up in Off Screenville. Yeah,
2: right. I, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, I, I don't think she's come back in some of the episodes that I've seen. Because I've seen the Trickster ones. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think maybe she was there as a nod to the comics, but they, they, they could, they didn't want to. Uh, manipulate and change her character so much that she would actually instead of being a reporter or you know a journalist or uh you know something in that realm they didn't want to make her a scientist i presume and so because of that they had this tina fill in the role of the you know scientist helping barry out and i mean at least that's my guess and so at that point they didn't really have something they they couldn't really make a love triangle work or they didn't want to make a love triangle work and so they're just like ah whatever she'll go to paris and everything's fine
0: huh so tina just kind of became the felicity of this show
2: i mean i guess
0: i mean like she's not there's no comic book basis for her character there's no reason per se destiny wise why these two should fall in love but they kind of scooted the actual love interest off to the side and and this is the one that has the heat um although i feel like this is intentional like whereas i don't know that felicity the, the elicity was never intentional that just kind of became a, a force unto itself This this seems more like from the get go they knew that Barry and Tina they were going to be the will they won't they that's really going to drive this thing.
2: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. It's an interesting choice, and we'll see how it plays out. You know, and maybe Iris will come back, and there'll be some some love triangle stuff going on. But you know, I'm I'm not entirely sure that they will. I
0: thought it was interesting that Tina was at like the big banquet scene at the end when they toast the Flash. You know, quote unquote wherever he may be uh i was like oh i get why barry's here because he has kind of this relationship with the family why is tina here what like
2: like i thought all, all of her stuff was kind of like secret i mean it's 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 <laughs> i think it's just barry being a jerk again where he's like leading her on he's like i'm gonna take you out <laughs> to dinner in a movie oh no we're not dating uh oh yeah i'm gonna take you out to this right. celebration that i'm having with all these friends that you've that i mean. You helped and saved their daughter, but you can't tell them anything about it or, you know, explain how you assisted at all. I thought you meant it on the flip side, where it's like Barry, come have dinner. We're gonna have this big celebration. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, is it cool if I bring my friend? Like, I, um, well,
2: yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like, she did. She did house uh, Paloma at Star Labs, and so maybe
0: that's right. She did I do mean, that, but I just assumed that was just Star Labs having terrible security. You know, <laughs> per t- every Star Labs in every single universe, man, it's, across the multiverse, it's the, the
2: easiest thing to walk. Yeah, into. Yeah, I, I mean, my assumption was that that was that was a secret thing. I don't remember them telling her father that no
0: but you are right yeah she did uh she did house uh house their daughter so it would make a, a ton of sense that uh, that she would be there all right fair enough fair enough
2: <laughs> well yeah i mean yeah but I, I don't know if her involvement was secret or not is gotcha. what i'm trying to say
0: well so that's the other thing too i don't know i guess star labs is much more public in terms of what they do uh in this universe as opposed to where star labs at least modern you know post uh harrison wells star labs is in the cw verse
2: yeah it feels like um this is more of of a uh, well I don't know it's, it's something like maybe it's like f area 51 where people everybody knows what area 51 is you know it's a military installation but nobody oh, knows yeah. what area 51 huh. does
0: gotcha now that could be the case that could be the case all right so there you go it makes it makes sense I I, I really dug this episode on the whole I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun I thought we got some interesting kind of antics I like the the mixture of technology. And magic, or at least perceived magic, I like when he said, like, "Oh, what is this dark magic?" He's like, "No dark technology, like this kind of like twist on things. I thought it also speaks to Barry as kind of that uh scientifically minded hero. I mean, if you want to kind of go if we kind of pull a little bit from source material uh if you kind of you know look at Barry and Wally right, and even their approach to their powers, Barry was much more scientific, Wally was much more uh kind of connecting with kind of his his powers on a cosmic level, and so uh, I really think it's uh I you know I I I like what they're doing here. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um the villain I thought was like crazy campy but also tied to this very very real threat uh in this drug lord. Uh,
2: yeah. It it was a good good fun time at the TV movies. what did you <laughs> think, Bill? I agree. I, I had a I had a fun time. Like I I love the 90s, you know, cyberpunk villain that we had that was, you know, <laughs> like you said this goofy kind of cyberpunky villain that's paired with this terrifying monster of a human, uh, in, in, in this drug Lord. Um, and you know, an interesting story about a, uh, you know, a father and a daughter, how, you know, they, they didn't sp- spell it out immediately that this, this, this girl who they kept showing who, you know, her friends at the church or at, uh, outside mm-hmm. the, uh, the magic shop at the, at the beginning, um, like why was she important? And then we learn as the Flash learns, which is something I don't think you see a lot on TV uh, anymore. But yeah, it was it was all these episodes. I think have just been great. I think they've been wonderful, uh, in and how they're how the plot is structured, like the density of the story, and all this kind of stuff. And you know, it, you pair these goofy villains with these like horrible monsters, and it's sort of like you know it, it's this really interesting dichotomy that they have, and. Um, you know, it's always good to see a Nintendo Power Glove being used as a prop. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. In fact, I think that's going to lead us right into some flashbacks. You want some flashbacks? Let's do it. Flashbacks. All right. So, as you have referenced several times already, Trackman, uh, Trackman, he that tracks on tracks. <laughs> uh, he was wearing the Nintendo glove. It was a manipulated, uh, uh, rather, it was kind of a, a customized version of the Nintendo Power Glove, which would have been kind of in its. I don't know if you would consider it in its prominence in 1990 given that that was like the last year that it was available.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the late 80s it was definitely a a thing, but at that point, when did the Sega Genesis come out? Ooh, what a great For the question. SNES. Uh that that was that had to be later into the 90s, right? So the Super Nintendo released in 1991. And the Sega Genesis came out in 19 Wait, what? No, that's the Mega Drive. Sega Genesis release date was in 89. Is
0: that right? I, wow. Okay. Fair enough. I was, way,
2: I was way off. I would have assumed that was later on down the I, road. Yeah, 91 or 92, like with the SNES. Man, I Sega know. always jumped the gun with console releases. <laughs> like the Dreamcast came <laughs> A little out. A little too early. Yeah, no, the, the Dreamcast came out too early for its time. That's why it, it is still probably one of my most favorite video game consoles, and it came out too early, and it was just, people weren't ready for it yet.
0: <laughs> man, well no, this is this is true. <laughs> Much like this series, man.
2: That's uh, true. And
0: which, who knows? Maybe maybe is part of the reason why they decided to go with uh, more kind of original characters as opposed to comic book characters. However, Trackman did remind me at least a little bit of the character of the Puppeteer. It's a little known or a lesser known DC uh, villain, uh, as the name suggests. He has the ability to take control uh, of uh, of folks in their brains. Uh, let's see, his name was Jordan Weir. Jordan Ware. Jordan was uh, first appeared as a Green Lantern villain. His shtick was a hypno-ray, which allowed him to control most individuals that came under his sway. Um, he was also kind of introduced as a Teen Titans villain uh, down the road and made a very brief appearance, I want to say, in the animated series as well. So there you go. In the show, Justice League Unlimited a puppeteer made a cameo in the episode called "The Great Brain Robbery" uh, as as kind of a member of the Legion of Doom. Makes sense, even though he wasn't, you know, the reason for the Great Brain Robbery in that episode. Uh, it's it's a good nod, and it's kind of the the subtle type of nods that you kind of expect Bruce Tent to work into those series, kind of in the background, letting you know, like, yeah, yeah, remember this guy? Remember this <laughs> guy? He's not gonna do anything here, but but you remember him? Yeah, yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's not doing anything, but but he's, oh, here. he's here. So anyway. <laughs> so i don't know man maybe the puppeteer uh was some inspiration or perhaps it's just that's kind of the you know that that's that's a kind of power you tend to see and you know super heroic antics and such yeah all right any other thoughts on this episode man i think i i think I've, i think i've covered it all i think you got it yeah no i'm 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 excited to see what comes next i've been enjoying this uh, track down memory lane uh we got we got way off on tangents this week i mean
2: yeah like so, this, this was a a a tangenty episode because it was a it was a tangential episode for sure because cyberpunk is just you know it was huge in the 90s and it's it's coming back at least you know in in video game circles today with the release of the game here on the 10th people in this game i can't even play this game like like well because i don't have any of the new consoles it's uh, uh it can go on xbox one i think
0: uh, but yeah, but I'm not buying any new game. Like I'm, I'm gonna get the Series X once it's available. So I'm not buying a new game for like the whole oh, game. Oh yeah, and then, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So anyway, you tell me if it's good, and I still have a lot of like RPGs to kind of play catch up on. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's got Keanu Reeves, so it can't be bad, right?
2: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because because that, that, <laughs> that's always true. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you know they should hire Keanu Reeves for Step Up Seven. step up seven that would be great step
2: up in the real world oh and then it turns out that all of these step up movies were actually simulations where they're trying various different dance outcomes yeah i like it and um it turns out that you know one of them awakens and becomes (gasps) the one (gasps) for the step up universe and so neo sensing yeah Neo, neo senses that there is another one in a parallel universe. Um, and then reconstructs his body digitally because uh-huh. he's in the Matrix code now. Right, right, from right. From the end of the last he, movie.
0: He's, he's stepping up in his code, yeah.
2: And uh-huh. with the machines, he works to liberate machine and human across the multiverse. And then the first one that they go to is the step-up universe um, because there's a particularly cruel AI running that one, as evidenced <laughs> by all the films that it has made. <laughs>
0: Not fair. This is not. Fa- I, I I I created this thing, and I need to kill it because this is not fair. We have not seen the Step Up movie franchise. We are bashing something that was never made for us. This is not. This is not okay. I want to acknowledge the fact that this is not okay. I
2: feel bad. Bell feels fine, and and and. That's- <laughs> hey, look, I I I like plenty of bad movies. I'm not saying these are bad. I've never seen those, so I, I can't. are
0: saying, but,
2: that, but no, you're but saying these are but right, right. All I'm saying is that there are there are lots of bad movies that I enjoy, and, uh-huh. and it's fine. Like e- e- if these are if these movies are good, that's great. But if they're not, you know, there's nothing. There's no shame to be had about enjoying a movie that people don't like, like that society or whatever has deemed bad. There's nothing wrong.
0: I'm going to step up us up on, on out of this episode, man, because we,
2: we've <laughs> we got way off the deep end. Hey, uh, if you enjoyed the parts
0: about The Flash, uh, head over to iTunes. Right? Really, it's a great way to help out the show. Uh, of course, we also appreciate those who are making the show happen uh, over at Patreon, patreon.com slash TV talk. Uh, head over there. We will be giving away a box set of the 90s series, The Flash, to one of our amazing patrons. Uh, that's going to be coming here in the next several episodes. We look forward to that. And, of course, we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza party, Flash TV talk party, uh, that we want you to be part of. That is going to be December 19th. That is Saturday, December 19th at 6.30 Central Time. So check your calendars and your local listings and all that kind of good stuff, uh, and we will put out the, the Zoom call settings. It might get crazy. We might just kind of put it out there, and and then anybody can, and can show up and who, who knows who knows what'll happen <laughs> I, I don't know maybe there'll be structure maybe there won't we'll, we'll see because professionalism maybe we'll do a step up before maybe we'll just riff on party. step up
2: for an hour and a half <laughs> is
0: there a step up christmas special there probably is i uh, you know what let's not a let's very step up. up christmas
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and on that note we'll be back in a flash